new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. And we are back, live episode number 25. So grateful to have Emilio Palafox here with me. How's it going, man? It's going great, man. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, I'm so excited. We got a lot of great, great feedback from our first episode that we did together, and I can't wait to see what we're going to dive into here today. You know, I know you're always into stuff. You're always doing stuff. What are maybe some new things that you've uh, been working on over this last week that our listeners might find some value in? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of stuff going on with what I do personally and professionally, and really they're kind of intertwined, which is what I love about what I do. So I uh, actually been working on my website a lot and different things that have been interconnecting in my life, whether it's with people and businesses and whatnot. So I recently partnered up with this company called Resonance Space. Uh, they're in Germany and they do stuff like binaural beats, solfeggio frequencies, isochronic tones and things of that nature. Oh, that stuff's so cool. Yeah. And so I, and I've, I've really dug it for a long time and it, I, I felt really awesome when they contacted me to maybe do a partnership there. And so what's in development right now that I've been working on is kind of going into the studio and recording some meditations and affirmations for not only my clients, but anybody who would like to, you know, check them out. So um, one just recently came out, but I'm going to wait till kind of the the entire kind of album drops, if you will, right? <laughs> so, so, kinda, so you're actually going to be, you're actually going to be on their album, type, like you're going to be part of their deal. Yeah. So what I do is, you know, I'm making the meditations and affirmations. They are incorporating those particular frequencies and sounds that drop the listeners into a meditative state. Right. To the, you know, alpha theta to where they kind of, the unconscious mind opens up and they're more able to receive the information that's being given, kind of like a self-hypnosis, if you will, in addition to increasing focus and relaxation. And so, yeah, so that's my part. That's their part. And I actually just listened to one of the tracks yesterday. It's called Instant Presence. I was really surprised at uh, at myself and the production of it all together. So it's really, really awesome. I'm super excited. Well, that stuff is just amazing. I started tapping into some of that and learning more about really through something that you're familiar with as well, which is Holosync by Bill Harris, yeah. who I also saw at the Bulletproof Conference. But just this idea of you know, whether it's the alpha waves and the theta waves when you want to be more creative and more productive, or it's the delta waves at night. I did a whole podcast episode a while back just on blue light and delta waves, just kind of the yin and the yang of keeping you awake, but then also getting you to sleep. And it's amazing. Some of those tracks, you can't hear anything in the background, but your subconscious mind or your subliminal mind, almost like the a frequency almost as high as a dog can hear those sort of things. Certain things our ears can't perceive, but our brain is perceiving it. And it will drop you into, especially the sleep waves, and it may sound like water. It may sound like a hum. It may sound like a bell. It may sound like whatever. And you just perceive it as a bell. Your brain perceives it as dropping you into different waves. That stuff's fascinating to me. That's so awesome. You're getting to partner with them and be part of that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for our listeners, I, at first, when I first started doing, and I started doing Holosync, actually, it's awesome that you mentioned that, uh, two years ago. And it was, you know, I found out them either through a biohacking conference or through Dave Asprey in the Bulletproof world. But I really enjoyed Holosync. And at first, I didn't know how binaural beats worked in terms of like what they did until like, you know, I really dove deep and read actually Bill Harris's book called Thresholds of the Mind. It's one of my favorite books, actually. Oh, you actually read it? Oh, yeah. If you haven't read it, oh, one of my top favorites. It's I think the nine principles for conscious living is what it's called. And anyway, you know, in there, they describe, of course, how the binaural beats work. And I guess for anybody listening, if they're curious, every single one of our brain waves are, are measured in hertz. You know, we're electrical, right? And so let's say... You know, in one ear, there's going to be 
a different hertz playing than the other ear. And so what your brain does, it's like, whoa, what's going on here? There's, you know, there's a different hertz on the left and a different hertz on the right. And so what it does is that it reconciles those two hertz and whatever the net is, is what your brain drops into, you know? And so I thought that was really fascinating because I just heard, always heard binaural beats or isochronic tones or anything else. And just never knew how it actually worked. And yeah, so it's pretty it fascinating. Actually, yeah. So good stuff. Absolutely. And what about your, when it comes to things that you're discovering for yourself? I, I love the way you put that. You said, I'm doing a lot with my coaching, which is also, you know, integrates into your own life. There's not a, a lot of businesses out there, a lot of things that people do that tie so much into their own life where they can live it out every single day. You know, I do financial planning and financial wealth management and things like that. When I go home, I'm in a different world. When you go home, you're kind of still living out what you're doing every day. I think that's so awesome that you get a chance to to do that and yeah. just keep living kind of in that world that you're teaching your clients about. And I know last time on our podcast episode, I got a lot of comments and feedback about what is his company? What is he doing? Maybe they didn't hear it clearly on the podcast episode, but just, I think it's good that we camp out on that for just a second as far as what you're doing and your coaching so the listeners can continue to hear about the progress you're making there with your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So what I really coach and what I really do is I have kind of a niche right now. So I coach business executives, entrepreneurs, and high performers get out of their heads, lean into their edge, and become more bold and fearless, all while upgrading their mind, body, and energy. And so really, without going into you know, too detail, when, when people ask me, it's, it's really 50% high performance and 50% deep inner work. You know, when it comes to um, high performance, that's what people kind of know me on the social media. But when they actually have a deep coaching session with me or even a deep coaching consultation, They'll soon find out that what I do is deep coaching, and it's really about looking and challenging them about how they see their lives, challenging their assumptions, their limiting beliefs. You know, we're all walking around with a different lens, and when I show somebody to think differently, they show up differently, and then their world changes. And so that's kind of the, the balance between high performance and deep inner work. But, you know, in addition to the coaching, you know, anybody who wants to know more about it, they can check out my website. I mean, I have programs, 30-day programs they can check out, you know products, supplements. Uh, I do a lot of workshops and intensives that I'm very passionate about. So if anybody down the line would love to hear more, I'd love to talk about it. You know, I do some high performance presentations for corporations, energy and resilience workshops as well. And then very dear to my heart, resilience intensives, which speak about uh, my vision about ending suffering within ourselves by instilling resilience into humanity. So that's a big part of it. Yeah, we had on resilience a lot last time. For those of you guys who hadn't heard the first episode, it was live 24. Go back and listen to that. It's, you know, that was kind of the theme of our message. So we didn't intend for it to be that way. And it, just through your work and the things that I'm passionate about, we started really digging into this resilience idea, which is really for a lot of biohackers out there and people wanting to upgrade peak performance. That's really the target, in my opinion, you want to have. And I love how you couple high performance and the deep inner work together because some programs out there aren't doing that. Not that it's right or wrong. It's just that's just not their focus. I think you bring a very well-rounded approach to the individuals that you're coaching. And both of those things have to be there to fit in line with my podcast. You know, the success 101 message is it is all about high performance. How do we how do we get better at peak performance? You know, we have to work on ourselves, but then we also have to turn around and say, look, how are we working within ourselves? And that's that deep inner work. I love how you couple those two things together. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I um, it's all been refined over time. And, you know, as, as the world continues to evolve, we continue to evolve and I evolve along with my business. And so, yes, it's, it's always great to upgrade your mind, body and energy, mind, body and spirit. But at the same time, like you said, it is important to look at our inner world and to do that self-development. And, you know, a lot of people aren't ready. And so that's what happens during our consultations that we... You know, that some of that's filtered out in terms of who I want to work with. There's actually a great quote 
I forgot who it's by, but it says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And not that I'm a teacher, but I think that goes with anything is that, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Like once that person is connected and has been doing the work and has been, you know, thinking differently, speaking differently, doing differently, then all of a sudden things start to work for that person, not to that person. And next thing you know, you know, a person over here steps in their way and like, wow, this is, you know, kind of that whole, what is it? Secret, you know? Yeah. And so, but anyway, so that it's great. I love that I was able to couple that and it's been going really well. You know, normally with my consultations or coaching sessions, it's very much in a presence-based level, presence-based coaching in terms of, you know, what's happening in that present moment and what that person needs because we're all different. But I will say a big part of it is increasing awareness. And the more we can increase our awareness, the better that we can make better decisions. And so there's actually an interesting model that neurologists have um, come up with. And I, I found this at the um, uh, Academy of Brain-Based Leadership, where I got uh, a leadership assessment. It's like an objectively brain-based assessment. And so I learned about this one, two, four model. And so I'd love to share it in hopes that people listening can increase their awareness uh, so that they can make better decisions. So the one stands for the number one thing the brain is doing. The number one thing our brain is doing is it's looking for threats. And I'm not going to dive too deep into these, but back in the day, in an evolutionary standpoint, our brains were looking for physical threats and, you know, in our bodies and minds were there to protect us. But here's the thing. There's no physical threats anymore. There's social threats, you know, fear of rejection, fear of maybe looking bad, fear of all these things in society, whether it be in relationships, whether you're single, uh, business or anything. There are these social threats that we're worried about and the brain doesn't know the difference. You know, when you actually are hooked up, a social threat lights up in the same area in your brain that a physical threat lights up at. And so what happens is that you're having all these perceived threats throughout the day and you're constantly in fight or flight mode, which is doing horrible things for your mind and body. And you're not able to reach a state of high performance. So that's the one of the one, two, four model. And then the second piece is the different ways are the two brains that we have that are, uh, that allows us to process information. So it's our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And really the politically correct term when you talk to neurologists is the non-conscious mind. So our conscious and unconscious mind. Right. There's just a statistic that blows people away, blew me away, that I just wanted to share in terms of, uh, you know, maybe increasing awareness to anybody listening. And the statistic is this. Our brains process 11 million bits of information per second. 11 million. Now, out of that 11 million, we have two ways of processing that information, right? Conscious and unconscious. I'll just ask you, Jared, how much do you think the conscious mind processes out of that 11 million? Man, I actually did an episode on this one time. If you go back, there's a snippet where I mentioned exactly what you just did about 11 million million bits per... And when I first heard that, I was absolutely floored. I was blown away. Wow. I don't know if I know the stat that you're looking for now. So out of the 11 million, the conscious, I would guess, just based on what I know about the brain, that it is a far lower percentage than what our subconscious is processing. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I'll just spit out a number here. So the answer out of the 11 million... Is it 30%? No, but good guess. <laughs> so I won't speak percentages. I'll just give you the number. So out of 11 million, it's 40. Wow. Just four zero. <laughs> so, you know, there's only so many things we could do consciously, right? We're hearing each other right now. We can see each other. We can, you know, oh, I like those shoes. You know, I like the shirt, this and that. Maybe I can hear something in the background. You know, it's only so much. And of course, if that gets overloaded, we become stressed and, you know, go above our threshold point and then all this stuff kind of happens. But so the, the real takeaway here, kind of like what you're talking about and what you know about is the power of the subconscious. And that on a second by second, minute, hour, 
day, week, month, year, our subconscious is just constantly processing. And if you think about 11 million bits of information per second, that's insane. Now, if you're not taking care of that, you know, with food and good sleep and maybe some meditation and whatnot, we talked about Holosync, then all of that stuff gets backed up and get backed up and backed up until you start having symptoms. And so, you know, then you're starting to take care of the symptoms and you can't even, you know, take care of or, or focus on living optimally and, you know, being in high performance. Absolutely. So anyway, some conscious like, wow, I didn't know that. Like, you know, let's be a little bit more mindful of what, what's going around me, what I'm doing, you know, what I'm thinking. So just a little tidbit, just to kind of maybe. Yeah. So though, if you don't mind, just for those out there driving around listening to this right now, maybe on their morning commute, whatever, go through those numbers again. So the one is. Yeah. So the one is the number one thing your brain is doing and it's looking for threats constantly. Now you're like, what? I'm not looking for threats. Exactly. It's at a subconscious level, a non-conscious level. This is what your brain is doing. And we can dive into that either later today or, or in another episode, but that's the number one for the one, two, four model. The number two in the one, two, four model. That would be a really cool entire episode to go through because yeah. you're, you're right. I mean, people don't perceive threats the way today they used to, which was, you know, lions and, you know, whatever else, but it's your outlook going ding and realizing you've got another email there. That's a threat that you should go, you know, check or divert your attention to. It's yeah. crazy stuff nowadays that we get sabotaged and yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. And so the reason there's actually, and when we d maybe dive into it later, there's actually a safety model that is talked about afterwards, you know, and then really quick, it's like the S is for security, A is autonomy, F is for fairness, E is esteem, T is trust, and Y is you. Now, we don't have to dive into it now, but just to give you an example, the A, autonomy, okay? Autonomy is the perception of exerting control over one's environment. Now, this can be illusory or, or real. It's really having a sensation of having choices you know, within a given situation that feels rewarding. So, and I mean, for anybody listening, let's face it, none of us like to be told what to do. And so what's funny and interesting, what I found out through coaching is I don't necessarily tell people what to do because on a subconscious level, they actually get into a fight or flight response. Because like if somebody was big into autonomy, like they need control in their life. If I told them, hey, I think you should do this or this is what you need to do. At a subconscious level, that's they're actually being triggered and they don't know it. But subconsciously, they are. And so, you know, we could, that's just kind of an example of what, what do you mean by threats? It could, it could literally just be a person telling you what to do. And it's like, what? Correct. You know? And so, uh, so yeah, that's the number one. The number two out of the one, two, four model is the two ways in which our brain processes information, which is our conscious and non-conscious mind. The four we don't need to get into right now, but it's the four different brain styles, which is thinking, emotion, feeling, and self-regulation. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I want to dive into it right now, but I know we can always act on so much on the episode. Let's, uh, you know, hold me to that just in case I forget. Let's park that for the next one and we'll just, we'll do a deep dive on that because Absolutely. I think there's just so much knowledge there that people could know and dive into. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just so amazing how the brain works and I'm so excited to dive into that now that you mentioned that, that one, two, four model. But even when we're asleep, you know, a lot of people think their brain just, you know, really goes on snooze mode or autopilot or whatever. I mean, your brain is cranking all the beats that you were just talking about and all the different delta waves that get processed. But I found that that only happens. You only get true rest and you only really start wiring in those different brain waves from the chaos of the day. If you've got a great nighttime routine, that's something I've talked a lot about on my podcast that I'm passionate about is having a great morning. As I mentioned last time, really starts 90% of it is how you set up your nighttime routine. Absolutely. Yeah. Night routines are a big thing that, that we definitely talk about in my coaching sessions with my clients. I always want to see what they're doing. And normally it's not good <laughs> or there's not kind of a consistent 1% better that not only that they can sleep better, 
but also learning what works for them. And I think that's big. I think last podcast we talked about, you know, how the future is personalized food, personalized medicine, personalized fitness based on our genes and epigenetics. Everybody's different. What heals me might hurt you and vice versa. Or what helps me have a restful night's sleep and waking up fully charged is make you feel groggy in the morning. And so, you know, some of the things that I do, I mean, there's so much, man. So, I mean, really, I'm very cognizant throughout the day you know, first and foremost with blue light. And I'm sure you covered it in various podcasts. You're, you know, very aware of that. You know, there's blue blocker glasses out there. I used to have the Schwanwick ones. I recently got the Daywalkers uh, from Dave Asprey on Biohacked. And I oh, really yeah, like I saw those. those. Yeah. So, so those are the Daywalkers I walk around with. And then at night I switch gears. I look like RoboCop. It looks kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but it works though, because, you know, we're supposed to be, when you look, when the sun goes down, that's what our bodies are used to. We're supposed to be in the dark, yet we're inside with bright lights, looking at the TV, looking at our computers, looking at our phones constantly, and it's decreasing the melatonin within our bodies, which is what helps us go to sleep. And so, of course, first and foremost, I have them either apply some kind of blue blocking things on their computer screens, you know, either wear the blue blockers and just really maybe even change some of the lighting to amber or red within some of their homes so that not only is this helping with the melatonin, but also actually with the mitochondria that we talked about in last episode. And so light is really kind of first and foremost, just because that's something that can be easily done. And actually that simple change is that whole 80-20 again, that 20% change can yield a lot of results. And then when they're yeah, actually- and, and while, we're, while we're on that, you know, just I'll speak to that just for a moment on some things that I've been doing lately, just in, fa- in case the uh, listeners find some value out of it. Yeah. I've been trying to read- more at night and any reading light that you go on Amazon and try to get, it's going to be the bright white, you know, the junk light that does not help you get to sleep. In most cases, there's not a lot of blue in it, but it's super bright white or yellow. Doesn't help a lot. It's not the red or the candlelight, but most headlamps out there are going to have a red. If you search for this, they're going to have a red light on there. And so I've been laying in bed at night trying to take more notes. I've been trying to journal more of the books that I'm reading and take notes. And so I've got this little red light that I lay in bed and it's amazing how it actually makes me a little bit more sleepy whenever I've, you know, whenever I've got that. I also bought a red, just a small red light bulb that I put in the lamp beside my bed, just in case I need a little bit more light uh, or I'm kind of feeling like I'm straining my eyes a little bit as I get more tired, but I want to push on through this last chapter. Mm-hmm. Just go to any Amazon, go to any store that sells light bulbs. You're going to see red lights there. I pop that thing into my lamp at night. And so now I can have even a little bit brighter light in my room, but it's all red light. I've got the James Swanick glasses that I put on at night. And it's just amazing how when you start winding down 90 minutes before your target bedtime, mm-hmm. getting the screens out of your face or at least putting the filters on there, it's just amazing how that helps just drop you right into deep sleep. It's like whenever I go up to my, I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm going up to uh, the farmhouse with my wife and kids that we have way out in the country, no TV, no internet, you know, you could keep screens in your face if you want, but we just typically don't because we're busy doing other stuff. And man, I'll get so tired at I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, what time is it? We got to get the kids to bed. My wife's like, yeah, it's like 7.45. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. It's just that darkness around you or having, can- I, I do candles a lot up there because it's like an old time farmhouse. And it oh, is just awesome. amazing. That, that is how we were supposed to sleep. And that is how we were supposed to, you know, start sleeping more as the way we were created. But yet, what do we do? We stay up late, screens in the face, doing whatever. And it's just totally sabotaging our society, I believe. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And that's awesome. You guys got a farm up there and you do that with the family. And, you know, it's interesting. It's like whoever has done that or, or goes camp, like every time I go camping or just out in nature or just far away from the city, 
how much great sleep you get. You know, you wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, almost kind of like you're on vacation. When you go on vacation, you're kind of away from things, depending on what vacation you're going to. And it's right there. You know, you wake up feeling refreshed and there's, there's a reason, right? You've escaped all that. And so you've escaped all that. And yeah, so I think first and foremost, that's something very small change that you can incorporate for a nice night routine. There's also, you know, when you talk food or supplements or things like that, uh, a lot of things that I incorporate, I love tea. And so I will, you know, always have some either sleepy time tea or chamomile Ooh, tea. The best. Oh, yeah. And then especially with my allergies, I love honey uh, and it helps me, especially local honey. But at nighttime, what's really good is is raw honey along with maybe some high quality fats uh, like the brain octane or any other kind of high quality fat. And so, um, you know, like you said, your brain is busy at night. And if it has some glycogen storage, it's able to pull from that to really process all of these subconscious thoughts that we were talking about earlier and really processing all that information out for what happened throughout the day, what happened last week, to really process that kind of putting into the different filing cabinets in your mind so that when you wake up, it's like, okay, everything has been organized and filed and prioritized. So we're good. Let's wake up now. And so, you know, when you have these good energy sources, the glycogen from, you know, the raw honey, and I mentioned both because dual sources are great. So then you also have the ketones from the high quality fats like brain octane. And that is another way of, you know, something very simple, tablespoon of honey and, you know, maybe some chamomile tea. And, you know, so that's something else that I try to incorporate, something very small. When you talk about supplements as well, there's different things that people can try. And again, everybody's different. So there's melatonin, there's different types of magnesiums. If you do magnesiums, I would also look for, like I like magnesium citrate, but there's a lot of the last three letters, the A-T-E. As long as it says A-T-E at the end, it's going to be a good magnesium. And so, uh, you know, it could be, you know, melatonin, magnesium citrate. It can be passion flower, valerian root. You know, all these different things that they can experiment with that are natural. And, you know, for some people, valerian root's amazing. They feel amazing. Like one of my clients loves valerian root. However, when I do valerian root, oh man, it'll knock me out, but I will feel groggy in the morning. So for me, not for me. Right. And so it's just about like we were talking in last episode, find what works for you. And so in a supplement standpoint, that's kind of some of the things that I suggest along with figuring out about themselves. Yeah, and I, and I would recommend, uh, my listeners know that I'm a big fan of a company called Natural Stacks, which is down in Austin, and they've got, you know, really open source, everything is all natural, non-habit forming, and they've got the nootropic, the Siltep uh, for in the morning, they've got their brain line, their dopamine, serotonin, all these sort of things, but what I've really found helpful is their new line, their GABA brain food, which mm. hasn't been out maybe a couple of months now, they've been working on it for a long time just to get it so, you know, perfect and so fine. The, the really what they were trying to target there. And so about five o'clock, five, six o'clock, maybe if I forget as I'm driving home, once I get home somewhere around in there, I'll pop two GABA pills, which is kind of a, you know, really just helps your nervous system to start calming down, winding down a little bit. It's not a sleep inhibitor. So it's not really something that to me I would want to do. I would want to wait until bedtime to do. I mean, you could, but really to me, it's that social wind down where you still need to be up. You still need to be talking to people. I need to be on for my kids and my wife. But if I've been dealing with a crazy, chaotic, hectic day, I don't want that edginess. I don't want that my brain to be just lingering on other things than when I should be focusing on my family. So I'll pop the GABA mm. about 5, 5.30, 6 p.m., somewhere in there. There's no real magic time, but just sometime long before bed. That helps me wind down. And then they've got their magnesium or their MagTech, as they call it, and uh, it, it is the magnesium three and eight, as you mentioned. And that is really the three and eight. This is a patent by MIT that they created where it actually crosses 
the blood-brain barrier where that magnesium actually gets into the brain, whereas most of them get stopped before that just based on the fact that they're not based on the three and eight. And uh, and so if you guys want to check it out, it's naturalstacks.com. I don't do a lot of promotions on things. I don't get paid to say that or do that, but I, I really believe in their products. I've done several episodes, three episodes with Ryan Muncy over there, their chief optimizer. And uh, man, they just got such a great, great company and can't speak enough about them. I used to do uh, a lot of the natural stacks and and it's just, I'm always trying new things, but I absolutely love natural stacks when I used to do it last year. And the magnesium is something that you're talking about. I think they have like three different kinds in there, which really helps. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of natural stacks as well. And I did not know that they had a GABA. That's amazing. Bulletproof used to have one and then they don't have any more for various reasons. I think they weren't able to get like a good source or something like that. But, you know, other companies are finding these great sources. And so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't actually check back with them and I would love to try their GABA. Yeah, they've got three in their brain line right now that are out. It's the dopamine, the serotonin, mm-hmm. serotonin as well. It's like that social bumper car where if you need to go to uh, an event with people and you need to be up and on, but you don't want to seem, you know, groggy or stressed out at the end of the day, serotonin didn't help me as much as the GABA has. So again, you got to find what works for you, but they've yeah. just got a great line over there. But the dopamine for the morning, the serotonin for maybe later in the afternoon and then the GABA in the afternoon as well. Find what works for you. And uh, I can't, again, can't speak enough about them. And, you know, you brought up a good point about, you know, family, like, and when you said about winding down, I think first and foremost, that's the important part, like wind down. A lot of us, and I'm guilty of this as well, where we're working to the very end or we're reading something to the very end or we're watching something to the very end rather than, okay, work's done. Or, or, you know, watching something is done and having some time to wind down, not only for yourself, but for your family, like quality time. And I think that's a lot, you know, that's really important to go to sleep, feeling good, winding down, and then also having a good relationship, feeling good, nothing negative before going to bed. And so for me, I can speak for myself, I'm nonstop throughout the day. So what I like to do when it comes to the morning, I always have like 15 to 30 minutes with my girlfriend to go ground outside, get some sunshine, you know, talk about our day, have some quality time. And then we do the same thing at night because we're both super busy during the day. And when we can have that quality time, you know, it's good for the relationship, but it's good to kind of just process all these things and to have that good relationship. Because when you're feeling good and things are doing good, you're going to go to sleep a lot better. Yeah. And in today's time, this whole entrepreneurial, you know, this entrepreneurial idea of people owning their own businesses like you and I do and things like that, there's almost this virtue around grinding and hustling and, you know, these buzzwords that you hear out there and this entrepreneur type feel of either being a night owl and then getting up really early in the morning just to keep grinding or whatever. Like you look back, you know, even a generation ago or even a decade ago, this whole entrepreneur idea just really wasn't the way it is today in social media. And so I'm really curious with guys like you and I that run at a fast rate, many of our listeners out there who are looking for more peak performance it's almost like there's this pride or this virtue, as I mentioned, of grinding around the clock, getting very little sleep. I know I was that guy for a while as well, but we have to give ourselves time to really wind down. And this kick that everyone's on right now, just just hustling, whatever word you want to put in there. I'm mm. curious to see 10 years from now where a lot of these same people are that haven't learned how to slow down, haven't learned how to wind down, haven't learned about mitochondrial and brain functions and you know building in delta waves at night and those sort of things. Where are those people going to be? And I'm just so fortunate to learn a lot of this at a younger age and now has made me really a student of biohacking and health and really just trying to be so much better. But most of it's at the brain level, just higher levels of peak performance through more brain performance. And there's a lot of people out there that are like I was and maybe other people listening in that was like, man, I don't have time to stop and breathe and meditate. I got too much to do. I got to keep cranking and just just wearing ourselves out. 
you know, I'm so glad that you're talking about this because this opens the door to more performance in a different sense. So for me, what I've learned the hard way, <laughs> because I have had my moments in the past where I've hit a stopping point, burnout. And, you know, that's bad for numerous reasons, you know, business relationships, your own body and health. But, you know, when you talk about brain health and just the way that, you know, I think about it as diminishing returns. You're going to, if you're just, you know, there's, a, there's that hustle muscle that you have to build for sure, but there's an efficient and effective way of doing that. And on a brain level, a lot of people don't know this. So this is another awareness piece is that the brain actually every 50 minutes, and this is on average about every 50 minutes, the brain can't stay focused. It'll just go off into thinking something else. And so really what I've, and I found this also through the Academy of Brain-Based Leadership through some neurologists and the studies that they've been doing. So every 50 minutes, sometimes I'll just do it on every hour, I'll take a five-second break, anywhere from a five-second to 15-minute break where I'll do some push-ups. I have a pull-up bar. I'll do some pull-ups. I'll go just go outside, breathe some fresh air, take a walk, walk a dog you know, something or do a little presence exercise or a breathing technique, whatever it may be. It's actually important because if you want to stay, if you want to be efficient to where your mind and body is working for you, then, you know, you better believe for one minute, every hour, you take a quick break, how much more efficient you can be. And, you know, along that, along those lines, I'm very much now about less is more. And I try to incorporate kind of being more than doing more especially within my business. And everything's different. Everybody's different within their business. But for me, the more I can be, the more actually I get accomplished because I feel better. I'm more energized. I'm a lot calm and composed, whether it's things like this or, you know, when I'm out there. And so, yeah. yeah so less is more and, and try. Huge takeaway, huge takeaway, being more rather than doing more. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so, yeah. that's so good for even for just myself here, just to lock that in and just always be reminded because it's so easy in today's society just to do, 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 do. And then you look yeah. back and go, man, what did I really get accomplished? I worked myself <laughs> yeah. to the bone and, and I, and we see it, right? We see people that we know, and I don't mean this in a prideful way at all. Many of you out there listening will relate to this. You see people in your own business, organization, entrepreneurial space, whatever craft you're in, you see people that maybe, you know, deep down, they don't, really maybe want it as much as you. They're not as talented as you at certain things and they're thriving on less work than you. So what does that make you do many times? It's like, why? Well, I just don't have the right, I hadn't gotten over that hump yet to where it just clicks. So I'm just going to work even harder now. Mm. And it's smarter versus harder. It's yeah. uh, being, you know, in the now, being in the present versus just doing more. I love that. I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, we're always going, we're always doing, trying to reach this place and in my experience, and in, in a lot of the, the work that I've done, the deep inner work, the knowledge that I've acquired, the people that I've talked to, the conferences that I've attended, it's never this place of getting to. Because people always think, okay, when I do the, or, you know, when this is finished, then I will feel this way. But then, you know, they never get to that point because for various reasons, it's like, you know, it's like people in the gym, they get to a certain level and they're already there, but then they want more and then they want more and they never get that. They're never fulfilled or happy. Yeah, same with making money. Yeah. Yeah. And so I find, you know, we're always evolving. Like we were talking in the beginning of this episode. It's like, I don't see it as, you know, I'll put it in a weird sense here. Like it's this idea of everything is constantly flowing like water. It's not Emilio, it's Emilioing. Like this table, Aubrey Marcus put it in one of his episodes uh, that I was listening to a couple of weeks ago. It's like, this is not a table. It's, it's as funny as it sounds, we can, this is a big, deep, heavy topic here, but it's like, it's not a table. It's tabling. Like things are always in motion, changing. And if we can, you know, pick up on that and be on that momentum and that flow, 
and and really experiencing and what I mean by this is is really being in that moment of change and feeling it every step of the way, every present moment, rather than when I do this, then I'm gonna then I'll get there. It's not about get there. I mean, all we ever have is this present moment. That's all we ever have. Yeah, that's so great. People are going to look back and regret not being in the present moment. I know I've already done that. Luckily, you know, at a young age, I'm realizing this and some people are older and realizing it, but you still have hopefully a lot of life to live and you can reclaim that. Just to tie up the end on this, uh, the nighttime routine, I know we got into a lot of stuff there, but I love how it all flows back together. So for me personally, I'll just let the listeners know out there for me personally, you may have heard me mention before but I'll just recap it here. It's the GABA about 5.36 p.m. It's somewhere around, you know, about an hour before I go to bed, I'll take the MagTech from Natural Stack with the magnesium three and eight in it, which is great uh, for sleep. Oftentimes do some sort of a tea. I'm not a big tea guy like you. I, mm -hmm. I just typically I don't like the way a lot of tea tastes and I'd rather just have something else. But the yeah. sleepy time tea with chamomile and stuff in it is awesome. I'll take melatonin every now and then. I'm, I try to be careful with that because I don't want it to be habit forming or, you know, take too much of it. But I'll take some melatonin. And then before I go to bed, as I mentioned last time, it's the sleep induction mat. It's winding yeah. down and it's putting on the blue blockers at night. Many people hear this stuff if they're not in this routine and it's like, oh, man, what a hassle. Like, yeah, I want to feel better at <laughs> night. But wow, yeah. all this stuff you have to do. Pick I, one. I at one time. Yeah, pick one and yeah. start. That's where you're going to start. And you're going to realize what works for you. And you're always going to be testing and so I just, I love all of that that we've brought out here as we get ready to wrap things up because uh, gosh, we could just go on and on all day and uh, look forward to getting into some of the brain stuff again next time. What I wanted to really tell my listeners on some episode, I'll just give it kind of a quick throwout out there is just the brain weaknesses. Just as I mentioned last time, doing a lot of reading and headstrong lately. And Dave Asprey outlines five different brain weaknesses that really spoke a lot to me. So I'll just run through those and maybe we'll hit these harder at a future episode or something like that, but I'll just run through them real fast. Brain weakness number one is forgetfulness. It's both, you know, talking about short and long-term memory, which really stems from the same thing. It's not getting the right nutrition, not getting the right sleep, not getting the right, you know, neurotransmitters, the things in your brain, in your body, which all leads to what? Mitochondrial function, like we've been talking about. And so you'll start experiencing this forgetfulness. He calls them brownouts. You'll start yeah. experiencing this forgetfulness here and there. And the body, we just kind of become accustomed to just knowing as we get older, we forget things, we lose gray matter, and we don't have to be that way. You know, he says the average 70-year-old has half the amount of gray matter, I believe, is like the average 25-year-old. And then he follows it up by saying, good thing I don't plan on being an average 70-year-old, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. We can regrow this, and we don't have to forget. We don't have to get Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, which, by the way, all of those are mitochondrial deficiencies, which lead to those. So how do we get our brain's energy production and our mitochondrial function up to where we're not having these little brownouts several times a day? Walk into a room, don't even know why you're there. Put your keys down and five seconds later, you can't even remember where you put them yeah. or where they are. Just little things. And we just chalk it up to, oh, no big deal. I just need to think harder about what I need to remember. But there's things physiologically going on in your brain. So he even says when by the time someone gets Alzheimer's, if it's truly from just the degenerative mitochondrial you know, brain functioning or not functioning well, not functioning the way that it should... That actually, that process started years and years, maybe a couple of decades earlier, but you're just now, you know, you're just now getting there. Brain weakness number two is cravings. I mean, we could do a whole episode on addictions and cravings and things like that, but we can't store, basically we can't store enough willpower or energy more than just maybe a few seconds at a time, especially if we're not thinking about it. So we need that steady stream of glucose, as you mentioned earlier, just to make or fat, really, just to make that energy and not diving into the sugars, especially before bedtime, those sort of things. 
and that we're consuming enough fat. This morning I just had, I was in the kitchen, made my bulletproof coffee. A guy walks in and goes, you're really going to put that much butter in your cup. I'm like, yeah, actually I want to put a little bit more, but I'm in a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. get, get out of here. So, so yeah. just studying on the fat, brain weakness number three, your inability to focus, which could go back to short-term or long-term memory as well, but this is more dealing with just being in the moment, that fight-or-flight reaction, those threats that are around us when we're always stressed, when we're always on high alert, whether it's our subconscious and we don't even realize it, or it's our conscious and we feel it as stress, cortisol rising, those sort of things, we're not going to be able to focus the way that we should. And as you mentioned, there's no way, no way that we can be in the now and when that compounds to thousands and thousands of times over our life, you just look back and realize that there was a lot missed out on. Brain weakness number four is low energy. There are a lot of things that cause low energy. Again, I would recommend you guys go get the Headstrong book out there. But the main thing is poor blood sugar regulation. And so, again, this goes back a lot to our nutrition and those sort of things. And then brain weakness number five is moodiness or anger. And that's for me, that's why things like the GABA and like, you know, different serotonin whether it's natural stacks or anywhere else, um, I promote them because I know the people behind it and I know how diligent they are to make sure that it's open source, it's non-habit forming, it's all the natural stuff that you need. I promote that, but find something that works for you. But moodiness and anger back to going home with your family and just being a little bit on edge, even if it's just really in your subconscious, we just need help with that. In the society we're in today, we're not living the way that we should. We're not working the way that we should. And we were designed to do. And so we've got to have some help with some of these things. And again, Emilio, as you said earlier, just start with one. Start somewhere. But just know that certain foods, certain products in your environment, types of light, as we've mentioned, even certain forms of exercise that, you know, we could dive into that as well, can really weaken your brain. And things like forgetfulness, cravings, low energy, moodiness, all those things I just mentioned, those are all symptoms of having low brain energy. So what do we do with that? We do a lot of the things we've been talking about, right? It's reducing the amount of stimuli in our environment when we really want to focus and then reducing the amount of screens and stimuli in our face when we want to go to bed. And then just making, you mentioned this last time, but just making the most important decisions at the first of every day before you really start experiencing that decision fatigue or that low energy fatigue. So all of this ties together, but you're only going to have a great day if you've got a proper nighttime routine set up. And most people are really trying to map out their goals for the next day. They're putting their workout clothes over on the side of the bed. They're doing whatever, but then they're getting caught up in staying up too late, screens in the face, not winding down. And then even once they get to sleep, even if they go to sleep at a decent time, they're not, many people are just not getting proper rest. So you wake up after sleeping six or seven hours and you still feel like a zombie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, along that, just to kind of, like you were saying, wrap it up in a nice bow is that. You know, when I think about the night routines or, you know, low brain energy and improving our brain, it's like what we were talking about last episode about change your brain, change your life from Dr. Amen. When you start to look at it and raise your awareness around some of the five things that you just talked about and really targeting those, again, you're going to have good sleep. You're going to be a high performer. And, and, you know, some of the things that I forgot to mention is I try to do it on different levels, like, you know, sensory. I also use a lot of essential oils that really that I diffuse so that I can, you know, that's an instant change that you can incorporate. And where you, when you smell something, you, you just obviously all of a sudden immediately kind of drop into presence. And really just this idea of doing things you love, like put on a great song that you love, anything like that, you know, take a hot shower or even a cold shower. People do it differently. Actually, some people also really good with a nice ice cold shower, surprisingly enough. And or, you know, really hot, 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 steamy shower or just relaxing your time. It's just doing something that you like love to do. You can get, you get to do that. You get to create that and you can decide what you want to do. So whether it's for five minutes or 20 minutes, do something you love 
You know, this is your life. And so every day you get a chance to do that. And so if you can do that during your winding down, I mean, that's just, that's going to also help your brain to help you do it, you know, to help do what you want to do. Awesome, man. Well, he is Emilio Palafox. I am Jared Warren. We are so thrilled that you guys are tuning in. And just our goal is to bring as much of this health, whether it's nutritional health, brain health, biohacking, anything to help you guys hit higher levels of peak performance. I've loved having you on. We're going to continue to run with this thing because we got a ton of comments last time about, you know, great show and what we're helping people learn out there. So that's our goal. We, we want you to take this information and actually do something with it, even if you start. And our recommendation would be actually to start with one thing and then move forward slowly. But how do we upgrade our brains? How do we upgrade our bodies? How do we make sure that we're living in the now and focused to where we're better versions of ourselves to ourselves first and foremost, but then to beaming out to everyone around us to where we can live a more fulfilling and in the moment life. And uh, just thanks so much for all of your insight. If you guys would like to connect with us, please send an email to info at success101podcast.com. That's the easiest way by email. Or you can catch us in the world of social media. I know for me, it's the Success 101 Podcast Facebook page or on Instagram under the name at Success 101 Podcast. Emilio, where can everyone find you out there who's looking to dig into your coaching or any of the information that you've put out there today? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to just send me a quick email, guys, after hearing anything that you guys heard on here, you can just find me at Emilio at CrossPhoenixCoaching.com or everything is available on my website, www.CrossPhoenixCoaching.com. Right there, it'll show you you know, everything that I'm doing from coaching to presentations to workshops, intensive, weekly calls, etc. And then you could also find me on social media when you're on that website at the top right. So uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you again, Jared, for all of this. I'm so happy when I get to just express what I'm doing, express what I'm, you know, learning and, and just, just so that I can help more people. I want to help as many people as possible. So this is a great platform to do so. Absolutely. And we will catch you guys on another awesome episode of the Success 101 podcast as we dive into more upgrading techniques and uh, look forward to it, Emilio. Take care, buddy. You too, brother. Bye-bye. Bye.